0: Hey there, it's Jed, and this is a special bonus episode of Wizards, Warriors, and Words, in which we'll be sharing the first chapter of Blackstone Heart, book number one in the Obsidian Path series by our very own Michael R. Fletcher. Blackstone Heart is about a broken man called Crayon who awakens alone and lost. His stone heart has been shattered, littered across the world. With each piece, He regains some small shard of the man he once was. He follows the trail, fragment by fragment, remembering his terrible past. There was a woman. There was a sword. There was an end to sorrow. Crayon walks the obsidian path. A link to purchase this book is in the show notes for this. It's available in audiobook, ebook, and paperback. And now, without further ado, I will let Michael R. Fletcher himself read to you chapter one of Blackstone Heart, The Obsidian Path, book one. Enjoy. Blackstone Heart,
1: prologue. Every day we do the things we think we have to do. So rarely do we stop to question our choices. We don't even see deciding that we have to do something is itself a choice. We blunder through life, writing our failures and excuses as we go, defending every choice with justifications made up after the fact. The truth is, we never really considered the consequences. My choices had consequences, vast consequences. A kingdom fell. No, I shouldn't belittle their efforts just because they fall well short of my own accomplishments. An empire fell. People died. A lot of people. Some died peripherally as a result of my choices. Many died by my own hand. I tore souls from innocent victims to summon and bind hellish creatures. Demons, you'd call them. I did terrible, terrible things trying to do the right thing. I sought a god trapped in a sword, the end of sorrow, and I found it. I went in search of the ancient god I worshipped all those thousands of years ago, and I found her. I had a vision of remaking the world as it once was. She tore out my eyes and replaced that vision with one of her own. So much death, so much violence. In finding everything, I lost the one thing that mattered. I'll start at the beginning, but know that it is not the beginning, just my beginning. All this started thousands of years before my story. You're not going to understand, at least not at first. Chapter 1 For an eternity, I was nothing but animal hunger. Small lives, crawling, twitching, and slithering fed me. I wanted more, needed more, always more. Buried in the earth and stone, I fed off the grass above me. When the roots of ancient trees that started life millennia after my death reached me, I drank its life too. I was voracious, insatiable, a devourer. Squirrels and mice crossing my ravenous grave stiffened and fell dead. With each life, I grew. Blood. Blood soaked through the earth. This was a large life, a bright spark of existence, wounded and dying. It collapsed upon me. Even buried, I felt its weight impact the soil above. Sucking the life from it, I regained some shred of what I was, what I had been. I woke, suffocating in the earth, choking on dirt and clawing in mad panic. I fought free of my prison. Roots. Hung from me the veins through which I fed. I watched them squirm and writhe their way back into my flesh and wondered what I was. A lone wolf stood a score of strides away. Gaunt from a hard winter, its fur hung in tatters. It watched me, waiting. For a moment, I couldn't decide whether I should flee or try to run it down so I could feed off it. I turned toward it, and the starved beast disappeared into the trees. I had no name, no memory of self, and yet still, this seemed strange. Naked and filthy, I stood in the morning sun. A circle of dead grass a dozen strides across surrounded me. Thousands of tiny corpses, husked and dried, littered the ground. Translucent shells of insects. Fragile birds, skeletal and empty. Countless remains of squirrels and rodents twisted with agony. The corpse of a man, long rotted to bone and gristle, lay nearby. He wore armor, decayed leather, and scraps of rusted chain. His throat had been torn out. A cleared path through the corpses suggested he'd been dragged onto my grave. At the edge of the dead circle stood an ancient tree towering far into the sky. Rot hollowed its trunk. A good wind would bring it down. Dew beaded my arms and torso, bright gems of rainbow light. I admired their beauty as a cool breeze puckered my skin. I was empty. A vessel waiting to be filled with memories, with life, with death. The ground cracked beneath me, a thin crust of dirt still frozen after the passing of winter. I remember the joy of standing in the sun, the feel of the air, of life buzzing and croaking all around me. Birds flitted through the trees, chasing each other in an endless game. I was nothing and that nothing was beautiful. I think even then, I had some inkling of what I once was, what I once must again become. If I could have stayed there forever in that empty state, I would have. I should have. When I finally did move, Stepping toward a rabbit who wandered out of the bush to stare at me, I collapsed to my knees. The rabbit bolted, and I scrambled after it, crawling, tearing my hands and knees on sharp sticks and stones. It soon became clear I would never catch the little beast. I lay panting in the dirt, grinning at the sky. Hunger drove me back to my feet, and I padded barefoot through the forest, limping and whimpering At the time, the direction I chose seemed random. I now know I followed some instinct writ deep in my tainted blood. I walked south, stopping to eat worms and beetles and the occasional plant. I needed life, large life. I was too weak, too slow to catch it. When the sun sank, I collapsed to the soil and slept, dreamless and innocent. I should have been cold. I wasn't. I woke to find the shriveled corpses of slugs and leeches spotting my body. My flesh had drained them of life. I walked south for two days, sleeping, drinking icy water from the snow melt of a winter just ended and eating what small lives crossed my path. On the morning of the third day, I found a cabin. It was a crude structure of sticks and mud. For the first time since waking, I knew an emotion other than endless hunger. Curiosity. Furs hung stretched across sticks driven into the trampled mud. The bones and skulls of hundreds of animals sat piled against one wall. Yellow and furred brown, clinging with strands of rotten meat, they looked to have been well gnawed. Moving closer... I saw the hut was made as much from bones as from sticks. This was a home of death. The air stank of decaying flesh and rancid fur. Another feeling grew in me. Fear. Up until this moment I had always been the hunter, the killer, the devourer of lives. Whatever lived here was a more successful murderer than I. The desire to flee pulsed through me, and yet, even more powerful, was the need to move closer, to see who or what was in this hut. The door swung open on leather hinges, and an old man, swaddled in furs, stood framed by wood and mud and death. He was bone-thin, ropes of hard muscle and veins stretched over an angular frame. His skin was ruddy and pink, wind-burned. Lifting an arm, I examined my own flesh, black, darker than night. Something hung in his fist, and I recognized it as a weapon. Where my feet were bloody and raw from walking the forest, his were encased in hard leather. I wanted that weapon. I wanted my feet to be warm and protected. I wanted his crude hut and his furs. I wanted everything he had. He said something and I tackled him, crashing into the hut. We wrestled until I smashed his head against a rock lodged in the mud floor. Over and over I slammed his skull against stone until he became still and limp. I took everything he possessed and made it mine.
0: Everything. That's the end of Blackstone Heart's first chapter. You can get the complete audiobook for free by going to audibletrial.com forward slash words. This will give you a free 30-day Audible trial. And as part of this trial, you'll get one free audiobook, which you can use to get Blackstone Heart or any one of the thousands of other audiobooks on Audible. This trial is totally risk-free because you can cancel your membership at any time. Also, it's a really excellent way to support this podcast. We get a small commission from each Audible sign-up at no extra cost to you. So if you're like me, you're always wanting to read more and Audible is a great way to do this because you can listen to books while you're walking, doing chores or commuting. I've personally used audiobooks to fit way more reading into my life over the past year, which has been great. And now you can as well. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash words to get your free audiobook. That's audibletrial.com forward slash words. You can also find a link in the show notes for this episode.